If you're a gang member in Pittsburgh, we don't have to tell you how easy it is to get a crappy podcast. We just want to make sure you know there are plenty of map reports available on our streets these days as well. And they're open 24 hours a day. Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles And I'm not welcome in New York I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for <laughs> Alright then, welcome to member Report number 82, Wanted June 6, 2007 <laughs> See, he couldn't get it done Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we heard like 12 of those from Story Before the show started, man That's right, we'll see what's gonna happen What's going on, everyone out there? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, as always. Bad, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I should just—we should really do it. That I just walk, you know, we walk into our homes and say nothing to each other and sign in, and when the third person gets there, we start mapping. That's the way we it used to be. actually. No more of this. To do that. Yeah, we were close Except to that, and I want to go every back. Every once to in a while. Things. We would do that, and then we'd be like, I'm not ready. In a surprise move. In a surprise move, and be like, BRB, go to the bathroom. Exactly, and then the sound would be like, oh, that's that. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Stick it out the window. Yeah, so that was no good. That's right. What we need to do is both be ready and not be ready for the show. That's all. I pointed myself. We could do those things, we'll be set. I am. I flubbed the first one. I like the effort, though. It was good. It was solid. Here we are. Oh, jeez. No, not as good. Fuck. Put your eyes down. It's over. <laughs> wow. It's over. And now I'm going to get sick. Okay. Oh, well, boy. Well, I used to be able to say that five well, times, but your eardrums are probably liking the fact that I can't. It's so. actually a good segue, though, because it segues nice into an email from Chad about your illness story. Uh, and we want to say oh, yeah. uh, hi to Chad out there. Yes, yes. Now, I want to read hi, this Chad. verbatim because I have a suspicion that Chad wrote this in a state of inebriation. Uh, you guys will see what I mean when you read this, when you hear it, okay? <laughs> So Chad writes... Well, we don't post shows often enough, and this must be depressing, Chad, to know... I would imagine so. We're a little oh, yeah. ...and in our show posting. And it's like, yep. I mean, I think that for Chad, and perhaps certain others of you, Chad's perhaps, maybe Jeff Delacorte, these are the only people we've confirmed, that the map report is like a drug for these people. And if you don't get your fix... He wants a new drug. going to withdrawal. Crazy... Well, it won't make a map. Crazy, uh, dun, dun. crazy stuff... Right. ...starts to happen to you, so... That's you start true. saying whoa, and then well, your voice crack on air. So the, the subject line yeah. is shock a lot, and he writes his first uh, sentence in the email is my condolences that story still living. Now I suspect that he's not offering his condolences wow. that you are still living. I don't. Oh, I, I don't think man. that's what he meant. <laughs> my condolences that story still address. living. <laughs> You are going to get signed up for a lot of lists, my friend. Have you ever been interested in internet pornography? I'm going to get you interested in it real quick. How about the sale strange threat. of spam on the internet? Yeah, I... I your email. That's what he said. And you're going to want to switch soon. I, I want to defend I mean, him and say that I think he did. I don't think he meant okay. it like that. Anyway, so he said, my oh, condolences, man. that story's still living. And then he writes... Throughout the show, I couldn't help of the Mep Chocolat clock where it shock you whenever a new episode comes out and it smells of emu. I don't know what that meant right there. What? That's, I just, that's, and He's I'm reading it verbatim. into Jeff. I know. I think this is happening. I know. What do you remember? help the Mep Chocolat no, no, clock I, I, I couldn't new... help of the Mep Chocolat clock where it shocked you whenever a new thinking. episode comes out gonna, and it smells of emu. To, I'm going to vouch for Chad despite his being my new sworn enemy as of three minutes ago <laughs> and say that he meant thinking of. I couldn't I think help that's true. thinking of. No, I'm sure that's what he meant. The okay. clock. 
Then he yeah, goes on so to say, "Yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead." I have no idea what the chocolate clock is. Maybe that's there. my problem. No, the Maybe clock. You remember that? Yes, it was the, it was well, Story's friend's clock. It wasn't clock. called chocolate, but it was it was my friend Fish design. It was how he's gonna wake up in college. This was like oh. Well, uh -huh. now, like four episodes ago. It's the one that's currently so posted. He's saying whenever his <laughs> feed updates, he can that. smell emu, and that's how he knows that there's a new episode. Well, out. that's, that's what he wants to design, I think. I well, think I think the idea is that... Because he's yeah. an inventor. Chad's always coming up with new ideas for us. Oh, he's got like, more. I'm going to make a ringtone. I'm yeah. going to... Okay. No, he's got more. Well, he's got... Wait, wait for it. Roll so then he, then he writes and asks... <laughs> then he says, What do you meppers think of the sudden interest in the super volcano that is Yellowstone Park? And he puts a link there. Now I don't know if there's a super volcano, but apparently there's some volcano there that's that's super. So I don't know if you want to look well, up. Well, Yellowstone is like a big volcano. That's basically what the geysers are. Okay. That's well, basically. Why does he say a lot sudden of interest? Activity. I don't know that there is stuff. I don't know. Did you click the link? No, because right now my computer is too busy working on video. <laughs> no. and I, didn't. Because, I don't prepare because for I'd show. rather pretend to not know what's going on. I think you click on it. Well, I, I try to wait That's until we, we do it to read through. Uh, so, okay. Then he goes on to some fun anagrams of MEP report. Temper Pro, Meter Prop, Metro Prep, <laughs> Rem Topper, Temp Roper. Also, Kurt Vonnegut equals Vito Gun Trunk. And then he puts a link to Wordsmith slash anagram. Okay. But here's the, here's wow. the thing. Chad, unfortunately, you were not the first person to play with MepReport in the anagram machine on the internet, and you missed the best oh one. Man. The best one is Profit Meter. We oh. are the meter of all profits. Oh, that has to be spelled wrong to get that. Report. To, to get it there. No, yeah. Profit Meter. Like, there is no, no right. I in MepReport. No, it's not right. I was going to say. There is exactly. no I Where, in MepReport. What I? Well, also, no, not, yeah, P Profit. Profit. Oh, 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 oh. But there's profit. no H either. Profit. There's no H, though. Yes, there in is. The in the. I'm going to say. Oh, in the, the MEP report. I'm going to get. MEP report. Oh, I was, I was just looking at MEP report, not the, the MEP report. report. I see, I see. Okay, no, the right, MEP right. report translates to profit meter. That's a better word, profit. Okay, that's good. The person who reads predictions. I see, okay. Profit meter. Okay, well, that makes there sense. Okay, so Chad's... But wait, it gets better, Sweet. though. He then goes on to say, By the way, <laughs> it's been bugging me for a while now, but all the Meet the Met pictures freak me out. For one, Russ looks a lot like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then Greg looks like one of those late-night TV bishops. <laughs> then again, I could be seeing things, wow. or you're all playing jokes on the listeners, and he finishes with, Viva la Gobot Emu. Now, I, uh... Well, I mean, given the fact that I'm doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, I, in I that told him that in an email. I'm like, amazing. actually, yeah. it should look like that because that's what he's amazing. There is that. So I wrote it that, no, and I said, "Thank you." Said that. No, I said that, and he wrote me back in response and said, "Yeah." And I said, "As I said, when if, as, if I come across as a bishop in my shows, the band's gonna have to kick me out." Stat. So he wrote back and said, "Yeah, I've not seen your shows live, but that picture with that lighting makes you come along perfect as one of those early morning TV infomercials." Then. Andy kind of looks like Bill Gates, but much more huggable. Actually, he says hoogable, but I think he means huggable. <laughs> then Story looks like Pee Wee from huge. Story looks like Pee Wee He's from Pee Wee Herman Playhouse from many years ago, oh, or like a drugged-out rock star. Chad. But I highly doubt that. <laughs> Chad, you are so going down. You are so getting weird, up man. for every internet ah. advertisement in the history of the planet. And then it's coming. He says, I guess Clea could look like Mary from the Bible, but that really stretching it for me than the rest of you guys lookalikes. Would have added them in the last email, but I couldn't remember them since I have the memory of many, many, many elephants that only make connections days later when they decide to party. Viva la Meps. So as I pointed out, someone, wow. I think, was coming up. Because Chad is very, normally, you know, very coherent when he writes. He's a big fan. This he combined big it's fan like, with uh, a little bit of the herb. Like a little peyote. bit of the Chiba weed. That's yes, not, exactly. That's, that's no, no alcohol can do that. No, I agree. <laughs> Something's more going creative. on. Right, exactly. Reduces the yeah, vocabulary. I, I have only one thing to say about this late rash of inebriated emails. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yay. Okay. He's can still you explain got it. that, please? What is that? Yeah. What is that? That's I, from, you know, uh, it, okay, it, it, it's the Collective Soul song that I don't even know what it's called. It's Whoa, Heaven Let Your it's Life Shine. It's called Shine. It's it called Shine. It has a name. Come on and shine. No, 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 Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's, that's right. what it is. There you go. And um, then they go. Oh, that's Whoa. what you're doing. I 
finally yeah. get it. But he yeah. doesn't go that high. I know. He's no, like, as I said, he's doing a distorted no, "What the heck is this?" version. If Story sang, what he does. If Story sang "Happy Birthday," he'd be like, "Happy Birthday to you! Happy Birthday! Oh yeah!" That's what Story do. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God! Probably like that. Right. So that's right. I can't work for the rest exactly of the week. Now that I did that, <laughs> I appreciate that. We like the sacrifice. Anymore. But thanks very I much, Chad. We appreciate it. Way but get off the peyote. Way to take the hit for the team, man. Way to, I just way to didn't go. make rent for this month. Good job. My hats off to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. What I was going to say about that was, Russ, as yeah. the sort of resident expert on the drug war and things like it, what would you recommend for Chad in terms of how to get over a, a bad peyote moment? What would you suggest about him, him moving on from that? Well, if you're Tony Soprano, you can go play roulette and win four times consecutively in one number and make like a few hundred thousand dollars and then have sex with a prostitute out in the middle of the desert and look at the sun and watch the sun pulse at you and, and yell at the sun how you understand life. So that's what I would probably recommend. <laughs> We're all like, um, <laughs> We're just like, I just... <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. That, I'm that's gonna, the advice? I'm going to okay. go ahead and recommend um, talking to someone, Chad, who's not us. Actually, Wait a minute, though. I want Chad to talk to us. The real way you're supposed to do peyote... Chad should always talk to us. You're supposed to do it in a sweat lodge. You're not I mean, supposed to do it. You're supposed to go into a sweat <laughs> lodge and then... You know, endure whatever 180 degree temperatures in steam, Did you and say that a actually sweat also lodge? makes you hallucinate. What the hell is yeah, a sweat, sweat lodge? Or it's sweat it's lodge. what Native Americans did when they tripped on peyote. It's like a sauna. Yeah, uh, except it's like a sauna. More brutal and more spiritual. But more intense. <laughs> more yeah. brutal and more spiritual. That's exactly right. Those things go together, I assume. That's true. More spiritual and more, more brutal. More brutally spiritual. I would gotcha. argue that the more brutal uh, an experience is, the more spiritual it is, almost automatically. Really? Gitmo, heaven Maybe. on earth. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not like the Gitmo people are sitting there, you know, thinking about Three's Company. They're thinking about the meaning of life because their lives have been, you know, inextricably changed forever. Because <laughs> the most right. brutal situation you can imagine. Gone. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't because know what the you brutality. got until it's gone. Did you, just say, right. did you just say that you don't have people sitting around thinking about Three's Company? <laughs> so it's either spiritual yeah, experience... I can guarantee you that that's what they're not thinking about. At, at I Gitmo, can almost guarantee that none of them are thinking right about Jack Tripper. Right until someone suggests that to them as a form of torture. Go into a room and think about anything other than Three's Company. <laughs> and then they go in there and they're like, oh, Come and knock at our door, come and knock at our door, we'll be waiting for you. And it hers and hers and his, Three's Company too. Mr. Furley, no! What is wrong with Right up until that point. Then they're thinking about it a lot. That's great. At that point. That's quality right there. Do you ever think in Abu Ghraib, you know, when they weren't taking pictures that day, they reenacted some, like, Three's Company moments? Oh, totally. With different prisoners, and they would, like, act out whole scenes and have people standing behind them miming the things of, like... Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, what? Now move over there. Coming. Move over there or I'll let you go. You're sorry. This is not the Mr. Bill torture there? room. We're sorry. I bet Story's that happened. encyclopedic I knowledge that of 80s television. <laughs> Three companies. Exactly. You move over there. <laughs> okay, I'll move over there. Mr. Furley, I'm over here. <laughs> you know, I've never seen an episode. I Story, recite for us. Give me a break. With a particular what accent. you talking about, yeah. brothers? I, you know, it's true. How about the Jeffersons? I, you don't have me on here for my, my TV knowledge. <laughs> this is true. I, I enjoyed it, though. It was good. Oh, that's, God. That, no, that's a good call. That's a good rip. That's a good rip. Took a good rip there. Took a good cut. Cause it's, but it, the funny thing is that it's also sort of accurate. Yeah. It's like, if you watch the show, oh, yeah. they just sort of run around the apartment for a half hour, like, doing oh, that's <laughs> high jinx. No so question about that. Like, oh, go over there. Oh, no, Jack tripped so over stuff. Totally, oh, women so are totally coming in. Oh. Right thing. That's tremendous. That's kind I mean, of what you it know, is. to be fair, like, I saw the intro once or something when I couldn't find the remote fast yeah. enough because it was coming on after a reasonable show. And they looked all kind of flighty and bimbo-y and just kind of like, oh. Yeah, Ugh. you got a good feel for it. This is what it's kind of like Benny Hill, like but watch. with less music and with John Ritter. It's Benny Hill with less gravitas. Just John think about Ritter, that for a bit. I was going to say John Ritter. I would have gotten that right. Total shot in the dark. Damn it. Never sure trust my would've. instincts enough. I was. I was thinking. And I was like, that uh -huh. can't be right. I couldn't have actually gotten one right. Great. 
You know, that was one of those no, shows, no Three's Company, I saw, I think on VH1 once, where they had like a behind-the-show type of thing, and it was like, you know, the details of Three's Company. I'm like, I can understand doing a sort of thing about the making of All in the Family, or maybe even Cheers or Seinfeld. I'm not really sure that I know how we would do a show you know, behind the scenes. It's like a band that comes out with an unplugged album before anybody knows that they're plugged. You know what I mean? Like, does anybody care yeah. about what happened behind the scenes no. at Three's Company? Like it's like doing an like, expose I, of the I Golden no Girls. Who cares? Like really? On uh, on Nielsen ratings, but I think the Three's Company may have been like one of the top three, two or three TV shows of its time. Like, and and what was its time? I think Russ? It was crazily popular. Russ, what was its time? I don't know. 1983. I think it was earlier. 1979 through 1984. It was the 1970s. Yeah, I don't know. In the 1970s, the village people were writing albums called Ready for the 80s. That's all you need to know about the 1970s, okay? I was actually born reasonably enough in that decade, unlike you people, to remember it. You would totally tune in if (laughs) there were village people unplugged on MTV. You would watch that because they were popular. So So why? Just to make the same analogy. MCA, come and take it to the Y. (laughs) MCA, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. I am everything that a man can enjoy. I don't think I'd do that. I don't think I would do that, actually. Although, actually, some songs done in that sort of folk style would be particularly good. Like, uh, macho, macho man. I want to be a macho man. <laughs> some songs don't work without the beat. Yeah, you could imagine Jim Croce singing, like, in the Navy. Like, in the Navy. You can sail the seven seas in the Navy. Navy. You can put your mind at ease. (laughs) Alternatively, can you imagine a Jim Croce song done village people style? And then I left in the Navy. Tom in a bottle. If I could say Tom in a bottle. The first thing that I want to do, do, do. Is save every day like a memory that fades away just because oh it's a God. new breakdown. Operator, <laughs> oh, won't you help me make this call? Yeah! <laughs> and he's bad, bad Leroy Brown. Sing it, bad, bad Leroy uh, Brown. Okay, everyone is finally, we finally chased everyone away. There's nobody left. Okay. Chad's still Everybody's listening. Chad's Chad just reached nope. for another hit of pain. I think people like our, our, I think our people like our, uh, our trip oh through memory lane of bad 70s and 80s bands and shows. I, I'm ashamed well, to say. You're editing, so. Yeah, I know, right? to keep it all. I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I actually did have the album ready for the 80s because in the 1970s, for some reason, I thought the village people were good. So people grow up and they change and they learn and it, I'm not proud of it. But, so wait a minute. I'm curious. Is ready for the 80s an album of songs that anticipate the 80s or just good songs from the no, 70s? No, it's a live concert uh, right, like done in 1979 and the guy's just like, are you people ready for the 80s? They're like, yeah. They're like, all right, it's the present. Right. It's the it's time for modern times. It's time for hip. It's time for the 80s. You know, like, it was really sad. And then we got Ronald Reagan. And then Reagan. they just go, but, so let's listen to some classic rock from five years ago. Yay! <laughs> 80s. It's like, we're ready for the 80s. And, and everyone's then, like, we are too. Go away, please, God. The only future-looking song I can think of is that, um, what is it, Brick James, I Want to Party Like It's 1999? Or is that... That That's that's Prince. Prince. God help us. Whatever. Same same guy. No, not the same guy. No, no. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm Prince, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody picked up on that. I was just thinking that. Oh, God. Yeah. Little Red Corvette. Ooh, ha! Got it. Yeah. You know, I don't think that would... I, I can't think work. of any other future-looking songs like that. Future-looking songs? Other than the, uh, the Conan O'Brien. Oh, I can think of one. Conan O'Brien sketch the, you know in one? the year 2000. The what? Eve, Eve of Destruction. Hmm. It's, it's how, re- about the, how about the Age of Aquarius? Barry, Barry Maguire. In the the is that future? Oh, that's true. So maybe they're talking about like the next day. Who really knows when that's going to happen? It's so vague. When the moon is in the, the seventh house, the moon is in the, the seventh house. What does that even mean? You have to have like a Stonehenge the calendar to understand that song. Yes. It was actually it was written by the mind. Not the age of the Mepreport. The Mepreport. That's over. Comedy and understanding. Um, Lots of puns about. <laughs> okay, I can't keep it up. So, so what was the name of that band? 
that did that. Uh, the the that fifth dimension. Um, the fifth dimension. Something with the fifth five. dimension. Yes. yes. Thank you. And by the way, that band had like mm. 50 members. All bands in the 70s had 50 members. Like Chicago had a full brass section. Like the fifth, it was amazing. Fifth dimension. Like Earth, Wind, and Fire has like 12 guys, 12 people in it. It's incredible. The, like the earth section and the wind section and the fire section. Uh, basically, I'm not making that up. And the other thing is that like the wind section was much larger. The wind she was pretty impressive. <laughs> That's right. We're like, okay, the wind section the knows what to do. What the hell does the fire section do? Well, they tried to reform with the water section, like, we're but just burning guitars, man. Yeah, exactly. We're just burning on the stage. Hey, man, melt your face know. off. Somebody with brought guitar us these guitars. That band. No, I don't. Yeah. I think all men at that time. And the earth, I guess, could be the rhythm section, right? Oh yeah. Or it could be the uh, percussion. Well, the question is, I guess wind has got what to do the fire? high notes, because that band had some serious ups when it came to vocal range. Like, I, I think a lot of guys during the 1970s, they just decided to remove their ability. They just, they just like, gave them a pass on puberty. They're like, no puberty. Instead, you can just sing songs like, um, you know, I'm singing it down like five octaves. Something in September. Yeah. Now, picture that up 12 octaves where you can't hear the, it anymore. And the that's something my is, favorite, though. Yeah, that is high. Bee Gees oh. would be my favorite of that genre. That's perfect, yep. Because they just took it to an absurdity. Night fever, night fever. We all got and the to funny do thing it. is, anyone who wants to can sound exactly like the Bee Gees because it takes no talent. You just <laughs> literally have to do falsetto the entire time. Well, you know time. what's funny and is the reunion no tour. To it at all. Have you heard? Do you ever hear them try to do a reunion tour, Russ? Like on, on one of the channels. Not everyone has a brother. Well, see, that's it. This is true. The With, problem and was not everyone can grow those beards. That's another problem. Like, oh, we can't have beards shy. like them. That's true. <laughs> that is a good point. The Teen Wolf beard. And they did. You know, they they though, that <laughs> band tried to do a reunion tour, and it was very. Ario Speedwagon was like this too. Both bands, their voices were not ones that were going to age well. So now they, but they still try to get up there. When someone should have just advised them, you know what? You don't need to do that. But this is like, right, right. It's really, it's really embarrassing. It's not, it's not a pleasant sound. Wait, what's it like? It's kind of what it sounded like. Night fever. Oh, won't you help me make this call? I don't sing falsetto no more around here. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? I got time in a bottle, and I'm living it. Yeah, it's true, man. Okay, honestly, is this the musical? Is this the musical show? Something. Before Before the musical. I recognize it. I can't. I can't even believe that we got. Every so often it happens. It does happen every so often. But um, yeah, I don't know. Well, let me ask you guys. I've admitted this: the group that I liked back in the '70s, and I was embarrassed to like. So back in your guys' childhood, was there a group or singer that you liked that you would be embarrassed to admit at this point? And if so, would you admit it now in the Met report for the public? Yeah, back in the '70s. Not the my 70s, but the 80s. The, uh, the Mozart headphones on my mom's belly. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I said your childhood. God damn it. Not the 70s. I said your childhood. Your guys' childhood. Oh, dear. I mean, I um, kind of make it a policy to not be embarrassed, like, about whoever I like. Like, I will tell whoever that I like Hootie and the Blowfish, and I do. I just... I like Hootie and the Blowfish, and Damn. people are like, you should be embarrassed about that, you should hide that, you should whatever. I don't want to play with you. So, yeah, so, you know, I don't, I sort of make it a principle to not be embarrassed about facts about myself, because okay. I don't believe in privacy, so why would it, anything be embarrassing? You realize um, story, don't I mean, you? Raffi, I guess, comes close. Oh, I kind of think Raffi? Cool. No, don't you mean Yanni? I liked Raffi as a kid. No, Raffi. Who the heck is Raffi? Um, Baby Beluga? Baby Beluga. That kid from that Christmas what? movie. You know the Christmas movie that they play every Christmas all day long? A Christmas story? Yeah, of course. The main character. The worst Ralphie. movie ever. Yeah, but what? No. Ralphie. But, but <laughs> Raffy. What is... First, Raffy. what? That's what they call him, for short. <laughs> so confused. Ralphie. Are you telling me that... You don't know who I triple dog is? dare every you to tell me who Raffy is. about a Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> Oh yeah. God. Stop, Raffy. Hello, my red rider. Raffy. Double action. Google Oh, I've heard of that guy. Yes, I have heard of that guy. No, I've heard of that guy. Yeah. Thank you. But but I don't know anything about him, though. Isn't he just like Yanni's twin brother? Like a legitimate twin brother or something? No. Not everyone whose name ends in I Second cousins. Okay. I heard the Taffy. Oh, yeah. that way. Oh, my God. You were serious. There was an album called Baby Beluga. That's just ridiculous. With such songs album. as Biscuits <laughs> in the like Oven. His, his favorite snack. 
Biscuits, baby beluga. Yeah, Putting I mean, up biscuits in the oven, <laughs> oats and okay. beans and barley. It's delicious. He had a song called Greg, Oats and Beans and Barley. Any... Oh, they are a snack. He writes songs about before snacks. Before you go any further, Greg, you should understand that the average age of this man's deliberate target audience is four and a half, okay? <laughs> he is a singer for kids. Do not go forward. I mean, it would be great entertainment. I actually should have let you go, thinking, oh, yeah, he's very sophisticated. There are people interpreting his lyrics in colleges all the time. So wait a minute. Story, story. Songs like Savez-vous planter yeah. les choux? That's it. That's for four-year-olds. Savez-vous planter well, les choux? He's Québécois. Savez-vous planter les choux? So he sings in French occasionally. Oh yeah. So, so what does that know, mean? That I think it means know know how to grow the cabbage. No. I believe. I think that's loosely what that it means. Sounds about right. And Do you know how to plant the something? It's a term of endearment in French. When you call someone a chouchou, that means a cabbage head, but it also means like a a dear one or something like it, like a little kid. You, you would call a cabbage head. So making this up. Oh, am I? <laughs> am I? Am I really? Look I it up. I mean, yes, normally I would do this, exact, but this is actually a piece of knowledge I have, so... Wait, I'll wait. Oh, this, guy has a, cabbage head. this guy has a best of collection? Oh, I, I thought you said his target audience was four. Four-year-olds do not go looking for best of collections. They called it the Millennium Collection, even. People do not go looking for this. And one of his songs is called Why Ah Un Rat. Yeah, one of his songs called Why Ah Un Rat yep. sur la Pont d'Avignon for the four-year-olds. Why Ah? You know. You're not even it's actually, it right. It's actually E-A. It's E-A Un Rat sur la Pont d'Avignon. Oh, Ilia. No. There is a rat. No, 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 no. This is, but it's spelled Y-A. Yeah, Ilia. I-L-Y-A. Yes, there but is I-L is not there, you see. He has only spelled it Y space A space. There is no I-L there on the, in this oh. title. It still means the same thing, though. It's just like what is it a weird, it's four-year-old slang. Shortened version. <laughs> but seriously, is, how, yeah. how many children's play? It's like is a rat. Is a rat. Yo, is a rat. I mean, <laughs> like in all seriousness, how it's many? Like, what up? Yeah, right. What is up is implied, but it's what up. Yeah, what up? You know, and you're like, there's yeah. no is. There's no is. But I mean, no come on now. Do the do the Wiggles have to do like a best of co collection? Does Sesame Street do a best of? Like, why would you do a best of if you're a children's Dude, artist? Raffy, I'm sure that they do. They only the have Wiggles, a five. I would argue they do. Nothing on Raffy, man. Raffy is great. I would great. be very surprised if you couldn't find a best of Sesame Street album. Oh yeah, that definitely exists too. It probably sold 12 million copies. There's the best of Elmo, but not the best of Sesame Street. There you go. I bet the best of Elmo sold 12 million copies. And the map report, no matter how well it does, will never sell 12 million copies. So here we are making fun of something. We can if we get on Sesame Street. But they do have a lyric sheet. Yeah, they have a Sesame Street lyric. How are we ever going to sell 12 million copies giving it out for free? Right now, just That's you wait. We work. start doing it our premium content. The full versions of our songs. <laughs> the full versions on the DVD. Yeah. Would you like to hear more of How Deep want. Is Your Love? How Deep Is Rafi's Love? Everyone wants to know. Cause E A Un Rat Pantaleon. There's a rat on uh, Leon Street. <laughs> and I sing I'm glad that about it. <laughs> on this show can carry a tune. Okay. And his name does not rhyme with us uh, or Bory. <laughs> um, Pardon me, anyway. sir. That's <laughs> fine. I'm no. not tone deep. Well, you know, this actually reminded me of kids' shows I liked when I was a kid. So I just looked up, and oh my god, Mr. Goodbody, who I actually saw live and in person, it still exists. Do you remember okay. Mr. Goodbody? Can we just stop? You guys remember this? You know Mr. Goodbody, but you've never heard of Raffi. Uh, no, I had, you come I'd, from? I'd heard of him, but I never listened to him. Okay. We were okay. Wasn't Mr. he one Good of the Ninja Body? Turtles? Who, Mr. Goodbody? Uh, I seem to remember. Oh, Rafi. No, yeah, Rafi. <laughs> the five mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles and Mr. Slim Goodbody. He was the leader of. He was the guy with the swords, the straight man leader of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, Rafi. Uh, good times. Good times. No, oh, Raphael. Raphael. Whatever. Other Same than that, would be perfect. Oh, I thought you were talking about what's the name. Yep, Mr. Goodbody's still around. <laughs> no, anyway. Splinter, uh, yes, thank Splinter. you. I thought you were talking about other names I don't remember. What about you, Russ? Did you have anyone that uh, sang when uh, you were a kid that you liked yeah. when you were a kid that yeah, you're not, exactly. you don't want to no, admit John now? Redder, the yes. Turtle. Actually, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan when I was five. That's not that bad. Which, When you were five, he wasn't that bad. Which is much worse today than it is at my age of five. Exactly. Because it means something completely different. I was just going to say that. It means a completely different <laughs> thing. But when you're five in the 80s, yeah. then it's okay. If you're five now, it's bad. Yeah. 
because I, I was just going to say at the time that was a great album. I mean, you know, they still yeah. that uh, the oh, uh, the Thriller video bad and beat it. Those were great. The Thriller video freaked me song. out when I was a kid. That was a bad, bad situation. You should never watch that episode. I mean, that video. It was scary. Oh, dude, you do not want to watch. I have I tell. I think I mentioned this on the show did before. Right? You do not want to watch Star did Trek: did Wrath of Khan right? followed up mm-hmm. by by Thriller. And that's actually beat it that you were singing to. Cause it's just Thriller, Thriller night. You're fighting for your life. And da, 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 no. da, 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 da. Doing the same thing. No, you were doing. Thriller, yeah, anyway. Thriller, Thriller. No, I was doing that. Oh, you want to Thriller? No, he was thriller. doing it right. It was okay. No, I was. Just using an excuse to sing more. <laughs> I see. But really. <laughs> okay. Because that's what we need more. Okay, fair enough. Particular. Gotcha. Joe. Um. Okay. Well, um, fair enough. So that was it, Michael Jackson. That's that's your that's your deeply embarrassing you know person at the time. It's not deeply embarrassing. It's just my first memory of because my mom would always play oldies in the car. So all I would listen to with her would be stuff from the '60s, and now I have all this stuff stuck in my Hence head. the love but for Croce. My own taste was definitely Michael Jackson. No, Nick Croce came way later. Oh, it was it was oldier. It was like pop songs from the '60s. Like you know, I can't even describe these songs. Like "Big Girls Don't Cry" is a good example of the type of like whiny melodic song that like was not good music in the '60s, but was pop music in the '60s. Yeah, exactly. They're all like that. Yeah. They don't cry. It's all it's all guys crooning about love in a sing-songy way. In my wheelhouse. I know stuff right. like that. That's the kind of stuff that I would be subjected yeah, I to Story, when I was a little kid. Story's wheelhouse is Rafi uh-huh. and uh, Frankie in the Valleys. Like, that's that's basically... Frankie in the Valleys. I mean, really, example. anything that would ever be on an oldies radio station. I could probably sing along to any song that has ever been played on an oldies radio station within five seconds. Wow. Any song? So, you know, that's just... That's my wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, not like when they pull out the, like, and now for our obscure library, all B-Sides weekend. <laughs> not that, but, like, you know, that's played on a normal day at a normal time on an oldie station. Yeah, I know them all. I spent, like, three years of my life listening to nothing but oldies radio. Wow. A long time. I didn't listen to class. I didn't listen to my friends. Just oldies radio. He didn't go to the bathroom. He actually he didn't talk to people. <laughs> well, there was one in the bathroom. <laughs> oldies but, radio. Know, when people talked to him, he heard only oldies radio songs. They were like, hey, Story, you want to go hang out with us? And he's like, Duke, 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 Duke over. Sure. You know, and that's, that's how they, the whole, whole life is a musical. Pretty much. That'd be great. Pretty much. So, yeah. So that was, uh, so yeah, I can, I can dig it. I see. Well, okay. Ooh. I do remember. Yeah. The, I do remember when I was a little kid, like I guess four or so, listening to um, the Sesame Street. Um, it wasn't, the, but it, it was like the Sesame Street. I think it was the Sesame Street movie soundtrack or something. And I listened to that. I think probably 55 times consecutively in my tape player. I'm pretty sure I listened to that. That was tremendous. And oddly, although I played it that many times, I now cannot remember a single song from that album. But uh, I did like it at the time, so. I guess it just shows you that kids at four don't have much memories, I guess. This sideline brought to you by Greg. I don't really know where to go with that. I just thought I'd bring it up. Uh, transitioning a little bit, you said that yeah. you had some place to invite us or something, and you were going to save it for the show? Yeah, for some reason, a half an hour ago, this, this topic I'm about to bring up sounded like better radio than it probably is. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the game Mafia, also known as Werewolf. Yes, um, I've never actually played just, it. Uh, I've heard about it. You've never played it? I never have eight people around at one time. You're all like... I even have the game Werewolf, but I can't... I never have eight people to play it with. I one friend. All my friends, like... They they all... (laughs) That's so true. I cut him into seven parts. And I'm the only one who can see him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) That really backfired. And then I had a lot of very unfriendly friends, yeah. No, I mean, I never have eight friends at the same time in the same room. That's hard to do. I get three, four, four, five, two, one, six, you know. Yeah, I get... Friends who can tolerate each other, who want more friends. Oh, exactly. So, so this is um, this is one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, distractions of pastimes games in general, and it's great because it, it's a it's a like party game that eats like a board game because it's very strategic and very sophisticated and skill based, but it's totally not like on a board. You get you just play it with a bunch of people sitting around, and it's really fun to do live. For those of you who don't know, and apparently it was only invented in '86 or something. It's it's one of these games that feels like it's an ancient game that people have been playing, you know, since... So, right around the time of uh, of baseball, and before James Naismith yeah. invented... 
1986. Okay. No, no, no. 1986. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, hunt, hunt for Red October kind of time. So, yeah, gotcha. it's um, you know, and it was invented. It was invented in Russia. And uh, basically the game is, you know, you have different secret roles that people play, for those of you who don't know. And some people are mafia or werewolves, and they're basically trying to, through the course of the gameplay, kill off the rest of the people who are sitting around in a circle who are the villagers. And then there are certain special roles of people who can, during the nighttime when the werewolves do their killing, investigate certain people and find out if they're werewolves. And there are hopeless, endless complications and different roles that there are. So this game is... Uh, taken over for two summers running now this is the second straight summer that it's completely taken over the forum message boards of the uh, debate association which we all debated in so it's really it's great it's like two weeks after the last tournament everybody gets together and is like okay so we're playing werewolf who wants to run the first game and we do it online and it's it's a lot of fun it's it's great to see the greatest minds of future america going at it for this this parlor game and accusing each other of being Werewolves and mafia. Now, is this going to go the way of I'm, I'm diplomacy? Sorry, the diplomacy online that we tried well, playing. Well, no, five because times. people are actually involved in it, and diplomacy actually takes a remarkably larger investment than werewolf does. So, and if people, if one or two people fizzle out of a werewolf game, it's not going to destroy the whole game. Whereas if Italy fizzles out of the diplomacy game, and you don't want their armies to die on the board because they had a key alliance with France. It sort of ends the game. Can you so, accuse your armies so on yeah, the board of diplomacy of being dream. werewolves, though? Because that could really change up some things in the well, Gulf. all the werewolves stop yeah, playing? Exactly. <laughs> then you just have a bunch of safe well, villagers yes. who are happy and <laughs> fruitful the, yes, and then, living their lives. Right, then, then, it, then it would sort of be a de facto victory for <laughs> Today the I planted a rose bush. Sort of Yay! Now we win. Exactly. Yeah, I went to the market. Sort of I feel safe. Nothing happened to me today. Hurrah. Exactly. What a wonderful yeah. day to and be a And people role-play, and people, like, there are different themes for different games. There have been, like, you know, there was a theme last year about Columbia, like the Society of Columbia, and it was FARC instead of, you know, werewolves or, or mafia infiltrating the village. And, you know, they're just all sorts of amusing things. There's one right now that I'm playing that that's socialist that's about Rome. drug lords are also werewolves? Because no, but that's Robert a very Glunt strange is. stereotype. Robert Glunt implied that he uh he ran that all right so um yeah so that's you know that's that's what it was anyway i'm going to be running the next one and it's going to start soon and i was going to wow. you guys to play so it's going to be about the theme will be the salem witch trials so <laughs> a, sh- a shocking yeah. departure yeah. for the, the salem witch trials <laughs> no no it, in this one in, russ in you could accuse be being a werewolf and being witches. a witch at the same time you could be like or that yeah, would have been exactly. one of the or worst Tichiba places from the to crucible show up as a werewolf witch. yeah exactly <laughs> like the most like, paranoid no, no, not a superstitious witch. society innocent, ever I know. innocent of witchcraft <laughs> guilty of gu- guilty of wolfism but uh, innocent of witchcraft are you a witch <laughs> Rah, right on you go then one plea at a time the most One vigilant time, society please. of people who weren't yeah. intentionally looking for werewolves were who the witch hunters. <laughs> Stay it's away true. from those yep. guys. They know lots of superstitions Seriously. about garlic and uh, yeah. newts, silver. Newts. I have newt for it. I have newt for all my men. Well, well she yeah. turned me into well, a newt. Well, I got better. But uh, but apparently, Russ, you're too too stressed out for diversions like this. So. You want me to talk about why I'm stressed out? That's not interesting. Nobody I want you to about talk that. about anything, Russ. I want you <laughs> to save this show. I just want you to talk. I, I just want you I to build the momentum out of nothing. I've got We're nothing. down like 13 in. to 1 in the bottom of the 8th. Our bullpen is completely shot. We yeah, need a rally. Unfortunately, I have okay? plantar fasciitis. <laughs> and I'm missing my batting gloves. And also, for some reason... I, like, lost a contact leg. You know, I, I don't I agree with do you guys <laughs> that the show needs saving. This reminds like me of comedians in New York. It, it reminds me of comedians yeah, in New seriously. York who come out on stage and, like, the audience could literally stand up and be, like, a five-ten-minute standing ovation. The comedians would be like, whoa, tough crowd tonight. Boy, do you guys have a hard time getting in today or what? Like, I, you know, and it's like, what? It's fine. Everyone likes you. I think this is fine. That's actually true. But the reason I mean, for that is that most comics have been engineered by crowds to understand how crappy they are. So all of their jokes are based on their real jokes failing. And so all they have left in their bag <laughs> is making fun of themselves about how bad their jokes Stop are. Stop making my and jokes so succeed. They keep weeding <laughs> out the that. other stuff, and they're like, 
when yeah. I when I followed up my crappy joke with making fun of myself, I got a couple chuckles. So I just built more right. of that in and took out the crappy joke. Exactly. And then I have That's a monologue exactly about what how I suck for half an hour. But if the crowd ever <laughs> likes their material, then they're in trouble. Because then they'll be like, they'll That's do a great right. joke and they'll be like, you know, I wasn't born here, but it looks like I'll die here. And I was like, what? <laughs> exactly. so why will you die here? Oh my here? god, that's so true. Well, you're doing that well. happens over and over again. Like, what is your deal? We <laughs> just applauded you for time? 20 minutes. That's hysterical. Yeah. Like, is it? And then they do the thing oh, where they'll Is this thing on? You're like, well, negative yes, reinforcement. It is. It's negative Pavlov. It's like the the, the crowd claps only when they're self-deprecating. Must be more self-deprecating. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, either it's a half hour of I am shit. But you can't base I am shit off of I am talented. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I am talented. I am shit. I'm great. I am ashamed. I'm amazing. Exactly. I, but, but still shit. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It's kind of a high-risk strategy and is what you're saying. the Pavlovian comedian just drools all over himself. So, yeah, that's yeah. another nuanced no, thing. I mean, you Greg, can't just keep Greg, spewing things and make people laugh. Right, I see. They have to be consistent. That makes sense. Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, you know, Greg, we don't do this every week. It's not like every week we're like, welcome to the Map Report, where we're crappy. I just think that, you know, when we now we're off... But see, I don't agree that we've been off. I think that right now what we've done is we've explored the 70s through music world, and uh, that's been an interesting journey for me. Uh, and then after that, we well, started talking about Werewolf. Now, now Werewolf was a little bit of a rough patch. One out of three members. I don't know how many people find it funny, but but <laughs> oh, that's, that was the rough. Patch? Well, the rough patch was that was the rough patch. Well, you know. Oh my to god. To be fair, the rough patch the is rough the discussion patch. about how much the previous part of the show sucked. <laughs> that's always the rough patch. <laughs> when you're suck. sitting there being like, God, I don't even know what to say about what just happened, other than I should discuss it aimlessly for another 20 minutes. That's when it's really bad. That's pretty funny and very true. Yeah. What do we do about that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe if we keep talking see, about it, it'll go away. That was really? The best How does joke that work? Anyone made all night, and it was how making fun work? of us making fun you of keep, how bad we are. So you keep build talking about it, around and that. it goes away at the same time. It's like a reverse flip away. It's like I'm the obvious entertaining guy, and yet you won't one, know you. I'm here. Oh God! How it doesn't it's work? Wow. Tremendous work. Tremendous uh, work. That was a three-run homer right there. Nice thank you. I, I like to go okay. for the meta when I have nothing real to talk about. There you go. Right. Or Kirk sometimes the overly uber meta. I don't believe Grabbing at the what air. I just saw. Missing a Exactly. Tripping <laughs> over second base. Oh my god. So yeah, you know, Jason Giambi is actually possibly out for the entire season with a more severe version oh, of the yeah. injury I had like two weeks ago. Like this is what I had. I had plantar right. fasciitis. He has plantar fasciitis now, version five point oh. Two weeks. He does. He like tore Did you his take plantar fasciitis. Of steroids to get it? Is that how you got it? You know, I just walked in sandals for too long. Oh, but wait, though, story. <laughs> but Russ does love Don Mattingly, like Giambi does, and he always talks about Donnie baseball. And he does, you know, he does get Are mad when he strikes out. Don Mattingly is the cause of plantar fasciitis. No, I'm just saying that there's similarities you between you and Jason Giambi. Your feet hurt. I've, I've shifted, I've shifted the ground on five separate occasions here just to make you like Giambi, so that stories, stories, you know, theory well, like, would work. It's, a, it's one of the oddest injuries I've ever had because you walk around and it hurts like all hell and. And then you sit down and you like can touch your foot. You can punch your foot and not feel anything. You and you're just like, your my foot. foot's fine. Right. You can. You can sit there and be like, not you injured. Look, plug, poke, poke, punch. Your foot in a door. Damn foot. You can chop your foot in half and split you it open. You try to walk and nothing and hurts. Like, and then you're in so severe pain and you like collapse and you're like, what is wrong with foot? And it was <laughs> so basically, you become Achilles, right? Your foot is imp you are impenetrable until yes. part of your foot is in use, and then and part then of you your foot apart. disables you. Yes, totally exactly. Yeah, exactly. It does. That's awesome. Because well, what it's it is, it's your arch. It's the, the right. tendon that provides for your arch, and so oh, okay. apparently so when it's stretched when I like, out. Yeah, when I try to walk around L.A. Yeah. because I feel cooped up, so I go for like a seven-mile walk in sandals, my arch tries to explode because it's like I have no arch support and I'm, my foot is becoming a flat thing, which I kind of think they should right. be anyway. I don't see why feet aren't like flat. They should be flat. That's They're for walking on the ground. I don't get it. Like, it should be flat. They used to grab things, I think. That's why. I mean, I do. I pick up things Your with my feet, but flat. I don't think that's evolutionarily necessary, that not being well, aware. Not anymore. But I mean, How am I what about elephants? For us? Elephants don't have arches in their feet, and they walk. Well, they have the they flattest have feet I can imagine. To pick things up. If but you we had have hands, trunk, man. 
If you had we a trunk, have, you would never need. You would never need a trunk is I far have a more versatile. handcrafted trunk. No, that's not made true. Made by <laughs> what? That that company that makes. But wait, though, you just made me think of something. Right. Can you well, guys imagine if you Samsonite? Thank yeah. you. If you got the equivalent of plantar fasciitis, <laughs> which Clea has had, also, can you imagine what would happen if you got that in your hands? And so happen. you'd be actually trying to pick up a pen or a pencil, and everything would hurt all the time. And the only time it wouldn't hurt is when your hands were... I don't, I'm trying to think when it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, something up. but you can, like, when compete you're not in boxing matches. Right, it's like, I right, can there box, you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you I try to pick something forever. up, excruciating pain. Right. <laughs> it yeah. makes no That's sense. Tremendous. And so, of course, I didn't go to see a doctor about this. I was actually diagnosed by a woman that I was speaking to on uh, J-Date. Who had oh, good. That, that's, that's a much better alternate <laughs> group, like, given your history. <laughs> much better idea. Yeah, I was ready to look it up on the internet. Subtitle. J-Date. Find the love of your life and medical advice. <laughs> exactly. J-Date.com. I, so uh, did you actually say, say you're like, I've been, like you can just be totally disabled? You just said you're like I've been punching my foot, but nothing's happening. She's like, you must have plantar fasciitis. She's yeah, like, oh, describing is very strange <laughs> injury. And she was like, oh, clearly plantar fasciitis. And I'm like, really? Can I? Because I've only heard of it as like following fantasy sports leagues for years, and occasionally oh, yeah. a guy will go down with plantar fasciitis. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. It sounds like he grew a chia pet out of his foot, and he needs to like trim it before he <laughs> can much. put it in his shoe. Like, or or it's, a not, it's a it's a not or it's a Nazi plant. Chia pet. Plantar fasciitis, something yeah, like that. Exactly. Right. It's a Mussolini Parts chia pet growing out of his foot. Mussolini. It's just really unseemly. There's no way that you can walk around the base paths with a Mussolini Chia Pet. Even if it doesn't impede Look. your walking, it's just going to destroy your fan base so quickly that there's no point Your feet are far away. more concerned with the trains being on time than functioning as walking <laughs> implements. <laughs> oh my true. god. And trying to decide if it should ally with your hands yes. that seem like they maybe have something going. You, you can't really right. tell though. And window right. boxes. Right, of right, of course. Yes. Also but those. your brain clearly being communist does not get along with your feet when they have plantar fascist. There you go. So Right. So yeah, it was odd. She diagnosed and me you have and the I was like, Great. The bulge in your midsection. So how have you tried to get better, Russ? <laughs> well, I think that's always going on. Uh basically mm -hmm. rest. Although I did read that extreme um not well what was it extreme like paralysis but which i mean oh inactivity extreme inactivity can also cause this <laughs> extreme so paralysis sort of a weird balance bad between shockingly <laughs> paralysis can cause the foot to, to hurt <laughs> causes like bed sores doesn't cause plantar fasciitis <laughs> falling unconscious can cause you to lose your sense of what's around you at these times <laughs> In fact, it can. Oh, no, but man. it's like, okay, look, if extreme inactivity about. makes it worse, but also walking makes it worse, activity like, what do you do? Makes it worse. What do you do? Basically, you make it worse. So you know what I did? You make it worse. Made it worse? I basically rolled around on the ground, they get better. and I did those upside-down bicycle exercises where you, like, move your legs, but you're in the air, so your feet don't touch Ooh, anything. Oh, it's like a training like, video. Legs will learn how to run without feet. And then they healed. And then Wikipedia told me that you can stretch your Achilles tendon and make it better, and that made it hurt like hell and, like, disabled me for four days. Because Wikipedia is awesome. <laughs> because some bozo on a radio show the day before had been like, look at this, guys, I'm going to reverse all the medical advice on the plantar fasciitis. <laughs> yeah. It isn't democracy it's like, wonderful? I would wake, I would wake up on a given day, and it would feel good. In baseball. Yeah, and I'd be like, great, I could walk today, and then I would start to stretch my Achilles to like make it even better, and then I would like collapse in pain. <laughs> and be like, oh god, another Did week you know wasted. That disco clubs are a good place for migraineurs. Heal your migraine with loud music and loud, boisterous lights. Yes, but wait yeah. though, disorders are Wikipedia cyclical. If you the do wind. them too much, they go away. But wait though, so instead, this bicycling no, technique right. somehow made your foot feel better. How did that? How did that work? No, it, distracted it didn't really make it feel better. It just allowed my legs to avoid atrophy while I rested. It was placebo. Yeah, and I took pills. Come I took on. sugar pills. I took a lot of sugar how pills. Un <laughs> how unhappy or sad can you be when you're lying on your back doing little bicycle motions kicking up in the air? That's just fun. You're not going to be upset about life. You're not going to feel pain after that. I suppose. That's just a good time. Confused, yes, but those other things, right? no. Yeah. Sure. You can you can imagine that. I, I have such a good image yeah. of Russ getting, getting off on that. No, the real thing that fixed it was uh, I'm I started doing that gelling. right now in my room. And then this, the <laughs> gelling actually worked a lot. Thank you. 
I was gelling like a fella, and it totally worked. I didn't even know what those were for. I just thought old you people have to put inserts in their shoes because people's old people's feet hurt. But no, it's like plantar fasciitis. Like they need arch support, which is what the the foot the so shoe inserts are for. Jason Giambi wouldn't need to go on the shelf if he were gelling. If he were gelling, like a felon. he would absolutely be in the lineup right now. But instead, he just ran around without any art With a big melon. Now he's he is for totally the odd man out in those commercials. If you imagine one of those commercials, and then Jason Giambi walks up, he's totally the one getting the shoot down at the end of the commercial. Oh, you're so Jason, funny. I noticed some swelling. <laughs> he's like rubbing cream on his arms. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gelling, <laughs> guys. I'm, I'm gelling. There's no telling how little you're gelling. So oh, my God. He's injected. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much Giambi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, you know, what you're talking about actually reminds me of these off. inserts I used in my sneakers when I play softball sometimes or baseball for shin splints. Because it used to be that I would, like, run around the outside, mm -hmm. like, I'd, you know, be running around the bases. And this only, you know, I play tennis all the time and basketball. But for some reason, this particular motion of running around, like, I don't know if it's as I'm turning at first base or whatever, would always just kill my ankles. And I, I asked a doctor about it once, and the doctor was like, yeah, which, those are shin splints, and if you keep that up, you're actually going to rip your tendon off your bone. I was like, wow, that's disturbing in every respect. How do I keep that from happening? He's like, just wear an insert. And he's true. You just put in this insert, and... That's it, and then it was fixed, and that didn't happen anymore. So inserts are amazing, man. Yeah. They can do I, it. I have a new problem, though, from the inserts. Yes? I have a new problem, which is that my shoes are now too small. <laughs> <laughs> now you have blisters. I, when I One problem them, at a time. <laughs> I didn't factor in the room that you would need for crazy inserts. I was just like, these fit, and now I'm wearing the inserts. I'm like, ouch, my, my shoes are too small. But I have arch support. <laughs> so I don't really know what to do about that. But I have arch support. My feet hurt, That's but they're certainly fun. supported yeah, in the arches. I have arch support, yeah. so I don't I don't have mystery foot injury, but I do just have sore feet right. from having too small shoes. Exactly. Exactly. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Oh, boy. But that's better than plantar fasciitis. Yeah. It is. Plantar fasciitis is really crazy. Because you don't even know. I mean, if you don't know about it and you haven't read about it, you think that your feet are being attacked by phantoms. It just nothing makes sense. Exactly. No injury that you've ever had. There's a werewolf in you. my foot. <laughs> oh, Great my fascinating. foot is under attack by ghosts. I need to get rid of the werewolf. <laughs> yeah. You think, like, maybe it's in my head. Maybe I'm just lazy, because every time I walk, it hurts, but I can slam my foot with a hammer, and it only hurts normally, <laughs> but not in the way that the really, injury hurts. I have this image. That's really my favorite part I agree. I totally agree. I, I, you just, like, watching video tape relays of, uh, of the Yankees losing games or something just so you can take it out on your foot. You're like, I really need to test this. Let's watch the 2001 World Series again <laughs> one more time. They drive and the nail like, through no! your foot. Sledgehammer to foot. <laughs> nope. Jam doesn't hurt. Door. Still, doesn't hurt. Close the door. Close the door. Close the doesn't door. hurt. Boil water. Doesn't hurt. Stick foot in boiling water. <laughs> Stick it in. Stick it in. Melt flesh off bone. Still doesn't hurt. Still doesn't hurt. It's amazing. Stand up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Walk. Walk two feet. No! Exactly. Back to the video. It's true. It's like it's the Arizona Diamondbacks come to the plate. What it proves to me, what you just described proves to me that although, you know, the human body is an amazing thing, like how is it like we seriously are right on the edge of complete disastrous collapse all the time. Like the body is set up in this way that it's like it works great, but boy, if you just happen to do one thing off, that thing is going to collapse like a house of cards. Uh -huh. That is that is built like a badass adobe house. Okay? That's that's Welcome what that to is. You know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. There you go. The <laughs> <laughs> story was an the adobe Scottish house in Scotland. Well. That and salty snacks. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's true. I mean, that was the thing about the Scotland thing is, you know, without rehashing the whole story, which I've probably only told three times on the show. But, like, one of the things that was amazing to me is at the, at the end of everything else, after surviving everything else, I was in the most pain the day that I went home from Scotland from the blisters all over my feet from walking strangely because my back had been thrown out. Because and I had to walk in a totally different way, and I was like walking. And your back had been thrown out. That we debated because right, my back had been thrown out because I was super sick <laughs> because I had eaten poison food, and I briefly had thought it was because I had yeah. taken vitamin C, which was a reaction to the other sickness I had had, which was my cold. That was when I was really believing that everything. So was in other words, mayonnaise can cause feet blisters. Is what you're saying. Exactly. Mayonnaise is a direct cause <laughs> of the worst foot blisters you've ever seen in your foot life. Foot blisters. <laughs> it's actually a wonder I didn't get plantar fasciitis from that mayonnaise. 
because my, I was just abusing my feet. I mean, they were like clawed up. They were like claw feet as I was trying winsomely to get around wow. on my hunchback. Claw feet. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was so... It was Although, so amazing. And I would that really, that the day that I flew home, I was like, like the most pain. They're like super the arched yeah, feet exactly. or claw feet. Oh, yeah. They were. Far too archy. Yeah. And my shoes were, again, too small. Right. It was as though so I your, had massive Your plantar fasciitis tendon is extra yeah. healthy when you have claw feet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's gotten a workout. I am ready for the plantar. <laughs> I could take, like, two plantars in my feet. Ready for yeah. the plantar. Oh, sorry. It would be great. I wasn't ready for that. It takes more than steroids right. to slow me down. Yeah. yeah. That's actually so, one of the cures for fasciitis is trying to fly overhead and pick people up with your talons. <laughs> That's the cure? How do you fix this? Well, just fly overhead yeah. and pick me up. Just do it. You exactly. can do it. Come on now. Don't be what shy. <laughs> Let's go. Picking up. You just drop stuff on the floor and try to pick this, pick it up with your foot over and over. That's his rehab. That's what Jason Giambi is doing for the next seven months. Is dropping uh, stuff on the Donnie floor. Donnie tells me I have to do feet. this, so I believe him. That's what Donnie Baseball says. <gasps> All right. Yeah. Donnie says do it. He's going to start Why playing first base with a glove off? on his foot, like a double amputee. <laughs> oh, awesome. nice pick. Oh, that oh, one goes into the stand. Oh, gosh. Yet again. Wow. Oh, that throw was too high, and he had to eat it. You know what? Why is it? How awesome would that be for a guy to do, like, a handstand on first base and display his feet <laughs> oh into the God. air as he reached for not, like, a throw? That would not be awesome. <laughs> that would be really There's disturbing. There are totally homeless people in San Francisco who are, would be really good at that. It's remarkable. Oh, there are people in San Francisco all I the guess. time. Yeah. Why is it that that sure. feet? But there are people in San Francisco all the time who stand on their head for a living, like you know, eight hours a day. Sure. They'll just be at some major tourist corner and stand on their head. I mean, there's also like the robot guys and the the bushman, who is by far my favorite. Are there any robot bush people that stand on their head? About the bushman on the just show. to combine it. No. Okay. But someone should do that. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Who play first? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think they've researched it. The Bushman is actually the initial cause of plantar fasciitis around the world, and then people will oh, that, from okay. each other. But the people, Bushman, it makes you jump, jump and then land awkwardly right. flat-footed, and then your exactly. arches get strained. You slam down on your, on your foot. People are strange, <laughs> strange. Um, That's tremendous. What was I going to say? I wonder if there was a Bushman in Yankee Stadium who, like, you know, every time that people were running through to first base was, like, jumping out of nowhere behind yeah. the umpire on the first baseline. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, my God, yeah. I thought you were the ump. And then, and then A-Rod would try yeah. to smack him and go, Bleh! Yeah, Bleh! 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine! Yeah, Jason Giambi's mind resets every four seconds because the steroids are corrupting it, so he would be surprised every single <laughs> ah, that Wow, you every freaked time. me out that no! time, dude. Oh, uh, oh, right. That thing but, again. <laughs> oh, all right. But look, though, Bleh! can I ask, uh, it reminds me, though, when you were talking about the foot stuff, why is it that all foot injuries sound particularly weird? Like, think about standard foot injuries, like hammer toe, claw foot. What What is with plantar fasciitis? Like, everything with okay, feet. Okay, claw foot oh, yeah. I made up. To what be about fair. hammer toe? <laughs> to be perfectly honest, like, when I when I initially thought of the term plantar fasciitis, I was convinced that it was some kind of fungus. So to find out yeah. what that I had it, and that it wasn't a fungus, then to explain it to other people, I'm like, oh, I, I have a tendon strain. It's nothing. It's a tendon strain. Because if I say plantar fasciitis, yeah. I'm convinced they think that I'm infectious, sir, that there's something diseased about my feet. And that's why Yeah, they don't want a Mussolini Chia pet coming out of foot-to-foot contact. They're like, back off, That'd man. Exactly. You, JD. All of a sudden, we got, you know, yeah. No, I agree. Crazy. But it just, it was, I remember I actually had a, like an ingrown toenail at one point my last year at Brandeis. And I remember going in and looking at the chart and watching, like, you know, that hammer toe, here, claw, you know, no, it wasn't claw foot, but heel spur. Like, it was just all these terrible <laughs> things Again, that could happen. All these terrible things that could happen to your foot. Like, it was just, it was terrible. It's like, how did, how does anyone survive? Ice pick in middle of foot. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, although they yeah. do also foot. kind of sound Drop like cool thing. karate moves. They're also cool yeah, exactly. karate moves. So if you could bring on the hammer toe and the claw foot and the heel spur. Hammer toe. That would really heel spur, hammer toe. With a heel spur. Oh, man. Nice. This is the shin splint. Come on! Fire! Exactly. shin splint, hammer toe. Hammer toe! Foot of God, death. Tack it, tack it, tack it, heel Exactly. I know, this is totally a video game karate. I was thinking that. This is totally like, A-B-A-B, C-C-C, hammer toe, bam! Stop. Hammer toe. still burned. Oh, man. Totally, yeah. And it was funny, you know, I asked my podiatrist about that because I was like, 
Poseidus, Poseidus! That might explain why he was willing to do this. Poseidus! Because I was always like, why would you want to spend your whole day awesome working on feet? Video games. But he liked it, so, I don't know. Maybe he thought it was a video game. He did. Yeah. No, if in video games like Tekken or Soul Calibur, they came down with foot injuries like that right in the middle of it, <laughs> like you were doing just fine in 50-50, and then they like go hobbling off, and it's like, plant our game over. You lose. And they look all sad, and then you like flash to them like, you know, a little image of the fighter playing the video Fortality. game with their foot up in the air in a cast. That would be so tremendous. <laughs> I think exactly. it would be great and if they were just more realistic. rips out his beating heart while they're playing video games. <laughs> His, no, he rips off his beating foot. He's like, doesn't hurt. Still doesn't hurt. Exactly, yeah. Right. Still doesn't hurt. Still doesn't hurt. To kill uh, him, he uh, just stands him up. Now he walk. just takes him and puts him on the floor. He's like, oh! He's like, plantar fasciitis. Exactly. Uh, I think fighting games should be more realistic. You have like these two super muscular guys like wailing away at each other, and right. one guy's just like, ow! Damn! That hurt! And he just doesn't want to fight anymore. He's like, I'm just bleeding! Like, I'm out. Ow! <laughs> it's true. The RPGs, I always wondered about that too, about how you can get like some crushing crit death blow in the middle of like having one sliver of life left. And it's like, are you really going to be capable of that? Like, I know they actually slow down your run speed, but everything else, it's like, are you oh, really yeah. going to be capable of coming up with something that successful in the middle of, you know, hacking up seven lungs and bleeding in 24 places? I don't Dude, think. my favorite was uh, coming out of your eyes, think but so. somehow I think it would be fun in the air with a Claymore and cut somebody in half. Yeah. My favorite was the yeah, sucking exactly. chest wound. Like, you attempt blazing sword. Blam! Exactly. And, uh, no, I don't. Think no, it's so. true. It's more like you attempt limp away. <laughs> fail. You attempt limp away. You, you fail. attempt to limp away. That's there. what it should really be like. Exactly. We need a more Opponent more hemorrhages. hardcore. You RPGs. win. Yay! Yeah. Exactly. No, it's true. You got a random hemorrhage. It's true. It's right like, uh, and, and some of the ways that you described it, like when you know, sucking chest wound. Like, if, uh, frankly, the idea that anyone could be hit and then be healed from that, like, okay, guy gets hit by a sucking chest wound, which is where some guy hits the spot that opens up a hole in your chest, and you drop to the ground in a coma. Somehow, it's like, well, if you could just bandage them, you can keep them stable. I'm like, how are you going to bandage a broken sucking chest wound where you're like, uh -uh, and then fall over? How do you bandage that? Like, what? what even worse than an ordinary I think we got him stable. The broken sucking <laughs> chest wound. I mean, it's Exactly. <laughs> it's like not even a continuous sucking it's chest like, wound. It's like broken and different parts are coming. <laughs> different parts are sucking. Oh, God. Uh, it's terrible. And I just don't understand. Like, wh how would you ever be able to stabilize someone in that condition? Well... They'll last for another two minutes like this. You basically have to believe in the third Indiana Jones movie to believe that that can happen. It's like holy grail level of healing ability. Oh. You just pour water on go. the thing and then it just regenerates Except that. Except that nowhere. every first level player who classes themselves as a healer has yeah. the capability. So they just figured out no, a way to mass fine. produce the holy grails. That's oh, all. Okay. And give them to you in different forms. It's like Gatorade. Yeah. Looks in, reasonable. In the medieval fantasy world. I buy that. <laughs> there you go. Grail grail Gatorade. Gatorade. Gra grail grail. I can really? just see the. Yeah, I can just see the end. The legend began in 1372, <laughs> when an unknown group of Templars found the Holy Grail. Naturally, <laughs> we were thinking Grail. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years later, Grail Aid is the legend. We know of it today. They show this guy. They show this scientist looking at the screen. He's like, "You've chosen well." Exactly. Yes. Well, we healed the well. with the grail, so we, we just call it grail, grail aid. <laughs> 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 Naturally. I mean, what else would <laughs> you call it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 27 now, straight night. Fueling warriors in the modern medieval fantasy world. Oh, man. 27 straight jousting championships later. We're still making it. We can do it. Grail aid. That's funny. Yeah, I can see it. They would totally run a huge Ooh. Grail Aid campaign, commercial campaign, when Christ returns. That would be so huge for them. Oh, man. They'd be like, he's That'd back. That'd be monumental. And so is Grail Aid. And he's ready for our flavor. beverage. And then they show Jesus, then they <laughs> show else? Jesus, like, downing a big Jesus freaking drink? thing of Grail Aid. He's just um, like, is it in you? Is Christ in you? Is Christ in you? Exactly. Are you saved? <laughs> are you saved? Oh, God. Well, whether we're saved or not, gentlemen, you know what else we are? 
we are out of time. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to bring... I think we won. I think we won 14 to 13 in the bottom of the I think so. We brought it back. We brought it back together. Really impressive. I still don't think we're down by that much. Well, we hope you guys liked it. The rally gorilla was We want to thank Chad again. Please uh, write into us. Please keep sending us feedback. Please keep tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we we appreciate all that. We will check you guys out next week. Oh, there will be feedback. (laughs) Say goodbye, everybody. Send a one-page bio of Raffi to Greg. At MapReport.com. Gray, your latest Thursday oh, that's for it. that deep chest sucking wound. How deep is your Gatorade? Deep Gray, is your Gatorade? <laughs> I wanna drink it down. How deep oh, is your wound? Oh, 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 oh. I'm drinking my Gatorade. Let our fasciitis and moose in a tasty drink. Your grail aid. Whoa. Drink up the grail aid. Yeah. <laughs> the proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. How deep is your love? Is